And it's time now for Minds Over Matter, the Bay Area's favorite quiz show. Today, regular host Dana Rodriguez is taking the day off. And taking his place is Lori Fisher, and he's joined by two panelists, technical editor Kara Pace and Brentwood realtor Daryl Garrison. And now, here's your host, Lori Fisher. Thank you, Joanne, and welcome to everybody to Minds Over Matter, which, as you know, is an audience participation show. If this voice sounds familiar to you, but not completely familiar, it's because our regular moderator, Dana Rodriguez, is taking the day off to do some volunteer work, and we wish him well with that. That should go well. And this is Lori Fisher, who is on the panel regularly, and I am your substitute moderator, And though I am a substitute, please do not take advantage of that situation and run around or ask for favors. Uh, Thank you for joining us. It's a rainy day here in the Bay Area, so it's a perfect day for you to be inside for an hour. Thank you for giving us an hour of your time. Uh, You can get in and call early. The lines are open this early in the morning. We'll be taking questions today on kind of everything, news, history, movies, art, literature, grammar, stamp collecting, and since Dana's not here, we might sneak in a few about sports or rock and roll music. Yes. And whatever whatever sounds good to the panel and to the callers. Our numbers are the same numbers, but write them down, 415-841-4134. Once again, 415-841-4134. And a toll-free number, which I don't know if people need or not, but it's 866-798-8255. That's 866-798-8255. And we do have an email address, mindsovermatter1. It's mindsovermatter, the name of the show, and the number one at gmail.com. However, unlike most weeks where Dana reads the um, emails on the air and solicits emails on the air, they have not given me the keys to the entire kingdom today. They don't do that to substitute. So Dana will be reading them during the week, answers, comments, criticisms, and compliments. So if you email, and please do, you read those all very carefully. So once again, that main phone number is 415-841-4134. And we would love to get lots of calls, maybe some new callers in. As a teacher, I will say I'm offering extra credit to anybody who is a first-time caller. So many of you have not gotten extra credit in a long time. This is your chance for that. And a reminder that the show is a podcast. It'll be up pretty soon after the show. If you go to KALW.org, you'll find it there or any of the other places you get your podcasts. So once again, uh, please call 415-841-4134 and get in there early, and we will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And the first one is, Kara Pace offers a seasonal reminder to cover your coughs, particularly if you have COVID, and particularly if you're around Kara Pace. Excellent. Yeah, I feel like I probably should have... uh... Use that intro about a month ago. I'm a month too late with that, but uh, still, it's good advice. Also, I'm super excited, uh, not because Dana's not here, but because Dana is not here, I get to point out that Lori is a substitute for another guy, and then he looks pretty tall when his heels are high. So, (laughs) Thank you. You've anyway. been waiting a long time to say that, I think, and I, I like that. Well, because it's true, and also it's the who. So <laughs> two reasons why I can't do that Very when is here. Anyway, Daryl thinks the 49ers will be nominated this Tuesday for an Oscar in the category Best Non-Taylor Swift Team. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Lori Fisher is all too aware that Kira and Daryl know he is a substitute, so he wants to be clear. We will not be watching movies during the show. And we definitely will not be ending the show early. 
or not. We'll be off in plenty of time for everybody to get to the 49ers game. I promise you that. And let's start with a round of questions and Tara Pace. Take it off. I, I realize now that I missed my opportunity to give you a fake name. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's start with sports. The yes. most popular sport in most countries is soccer. But the countries in this list have a different most popular sport. For each country, you tell me its most popular sport. So I'm going to read you a list of countries. You tell me what its most popular sport is. And this is most popular sports by attendance and viewership. So I'm going to cough. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. So here is the list of countries. Uh, first, Australia. Second, Bhutan. Third, Finland. Fourth is Mongolia. Fifth is Japan. Sixth is Lithuania. Seventh is Bangladesh. And eighth is New Zealand. So Australia, Bhutan, Finland, Mongolia, Japan, Lithuania, Bangladesh, and New Zealand. And uh, all of these are pretty well-known sports. Uh, well, I'm assuming Japan is sumo, yes? Incorrect. I'm going to guess that Bangladesh is cricket. Bangladesh is cricket. Nice job. How about uh, rugby for either New Zealand or Australia? Maybe both. Uh, For New Zealand, I will, I will, uh, despite the 50 50, I'll give you that. Uh, Rugby is New Zealand. Also, there are no repeat sports in this list. Oh, okay. So what about Australian rules football then for Australia? Australian rules football is the number one sport of Australia. And Joanne is guessing baseball for Japan. Joanne is correct. Baseball right. is the most popular sport in Japan. So yeah. the countries that we have left is or are, are rather uh, Bhutan, Finland, Mongolia, and Lithuania. So we'll leave those out for the callers. And we lost our host. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. I just can you hear the bell? No? Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, you can't hear the bell. I just ran a got it. No. no. I'll try one more no, time. No, I don't know what Dana's trick is that he can, he's the only person yeah. for whom the bell works. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell works on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, pardon my interruption there. All right. <laughs> Daryl. And we'll leave the out. So, well, okay, go. Did you go over which ones we don't have? I did, but I'll do it again. The okay. ones that we have left for the callers are Bhutan, Finland, Mongolia, and Lithuania. All right. Daryl, you're up. So not Lithuania rules football. Okay, the Oscar nominations are Tuesday, so here's the timely question. I'll name four characters from movies. Two actors and two actresses won Best Actor and Best Actress Oscars for these roles. The films are one each from the decade of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Name the actor or actress. So the first one for the 60s, the character name was Homer Smith. Who won a Best Actor Oscar portraying Homer Smith? For the 70s, it's Annie Hall. Just kidding, just kidding. It's uh, Diane Christensen. Diane, Diana, Diana Christensen. For the 80s, it's Mac Sledge. M-A-C-S-L-E-D-G-E. Mac Sledge. And for the 90s, Carol Connolly. So we have the 60s, Homer Smith, the 70s, Diana Christensen, 
the 80s Max Ledge, and the 90s Carol Connolly. And you said these are best actor, actress, best, not supporting. Two best actors, two best actress Oscars. Right. I, I think I can do one. Do you have any, Lori? I don't have any for sure, so give it a go. Um, and I'm sorry, are we naming the person or the movie? The, the actor or actress. Okay, sorry. Uh uh, so I think Helen Hunt is Carol Connolly from that's exactly As Good As right. It Gets. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Carol Connolly, f- Helen Hunt. Yeah. And say say the film again, just so it is know. As Good As It Gets, nineteen ninety seven. Very nice, boy. Homer Smith in the sixties, boy. That one's the one I think I know, but I don't have it. Kira, do you have another? I do not. All right, then. So read read the ones we don't have, Daryl, and then sure. we'll go to the call. 1960s, Homer Smith. 1970s, Diana Christensen. 1980s, Mac Sledge. These are well-known names. Excellent. Well, I think then we're ready to take our first call. So let's go. And caller, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, good morning. This is Ed. So I have a couple of fans yes. questions Hi, for Ed. you. How are you? Yes. Very good. happy to talk to you. Yes. So we talked a couple of weeks ago about the twin paradox, and we also talked about... Uh, the uh, uh, the yeah the twin paradox is really important in physics because it tells you that uh, time depends on the speed you travel. Time very much slows down when you when it, uh, as you walk or drive or whatever close to the speed of light. But also something interesting: if you live in a high rise, in a basement, or the top floor, time changes. So. Do you think you age quicker living on the top floor or in the basement? I think you age more slowly when you're on the top floor. Slower? Right, so more, more quickly in the basement is, I think, our agreement here. Yeah. yeah. Um, think about it again. <laughs> <That'd> the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, gravity slows time. So you would, you would think that time would go slower in the basement. Than on the top floor, so your age a uh, bit uh, less in the in the, in the basement. In okay. fact, right by the black hole, time stands still. Oh, time stop completely. So you age less living in the basement than the top floor. Do you agree? You see it? <laughs> we'll agree. Sure. Okay. okay. Very <laughs> good. Great. Okay. First quick question about the moon. Our beautiful moon. Is it going to crash in Earth, uh, Earth eventually, or is it going to uh, to uh, go away, leave us, leave, leave Earth, and Earth become moonless? Which one? Yes or no? Which one? Is it going to go away or crash on Earth eventually? That will yeah. take many years. Uh, I will go with leave the orbit. Yes. The moon is moving us about a few inches a year, but eventually it is going, Earth is going to be moonless. All right. Just uh, another question about last week. One out of 200 people living in the planet today, everywhere, have genes re- related to one single man. Who, what is the name of this man? Is it still Genghis Khan? It is still <laughs> Genghis Khan. I just can't believe it. You know, I've made more research on it. These people killed 11% of living people on Earth in 12th century, including the annihilated 95% of Iran was totally butchered. And... Um, you know, it, 11%, that's about 60 million people. The reason I bring that issue is, uh, you know, was, you know what's happening in the Middle East. That really is heartbreaking. And war is never the answer. Again, I want everybody, please uh, remember, 
our great, great uh, people, uh, John Lennon song, Imagine If No Country, Imagine No Religion Too. Thank I you, love you all. It's all the Thank you. Thank you very much. Great, great call. Bye -bye. And Karen Thank deserves you. a bell, so Joanne, if you can bell her, and let's go to the next call. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Is it I? Hi, how are you? Uh, is it I? It is I. <laughs> it is you. This, this is Sacramento Slim calling hey, in. Sac Welcome, Sacramento Slim. How are you uh, doing? I, I have a, Dana's not here, so I can ask questions about counties, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, uh, every state, or most states in the U.S. have counties. Uh, I think Louisiana has something else. Alaska has census areas, not counties. So my question is, what is the uh, largest county uh, in the U.S.? By uh, population or by space? Uh, by space, uh, in area. In area. Whew. Do you want to tell us what state it's in, or would that be too uh, too much? Well, actually, it turns out to be in California. Yeah, so is it San Bernardino? Yeah. It is San Bernardino, oh, uh, which, good. by the way, is larger than nine of the states. I won't ask you which states. <laughs> uh, also, uh, one more question about counties. Uh, which state has the most counties, and which state has the fewest counties? Fewest well, is Delaware with three, I believe. You are and, correct. And I last see. week they were showing Iowa with 99, so I'm going to guess Iowa. Uh, no, it's... It's, uh, it's either Kentucky, short, it's Kentucky or Tennessee, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> no, because they have well over 100, both of them. Mm. A hint. Uh, if you recognize my accent, uh, that's uh -oh. connected to the state. It might be Texas. It is Texas with 254. Right. Amazingly, <laughs> Georgia is second, and it only has 159. 99 wow. fewer than Texas. Yeah. Oh, the biggest that's state, it. right? I have other questions about counties, but that's already, I've had, I've reached my limit. Well, very great good. show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Fisher, you are a uh, terrific host. Yes, thank host. you. Substitute host. Thank you. I'm just here temporarily. Thank you for the compliment. There'll be extra credit for you, Mr. Uh, Sacramento Slim. Take care. Happy New Year, everyone. All right. My turn for my list question. I was reading a book about a movie. I won't tell you the movie yet. And it was um, all about the screenwriting of this movie. And it, it mentioned a poll in 2007, the Screenwriters Guild of America took a poll of the 100 greatest screen uh, screenplays in American movie history. And I looked at the list, and it was interesting to me. Of the top 20, only eight of them were on original material. All the others were based on something. For instance, the book was about Casablanca, and Casablanca was based on a play called Everybody Comes to Rick. And the second one was The Godfather, which was based on a novel. Okay, so I'm looking for the eight screenplays that were considered by the Screenwriters Guild of America to be among the best ever written for American cinema. And I'll give you two each if you get them. You got the premise? Yeah, I'll guess uh, for one. How about Chinatown? Chinatown is third on the list, written by Robert Town, 1974. Really good. Carrie, you got one or two? Uh, I'm sorry, my sound went out for a little bit. Is this that... They are based on books, or they are not. No, based they are on not. Books? These are completely original material. The other twelve out of the twenty are based on plays or movies, or uh, okay. not play, yeah, uh, or biographies. But these are original. Then I guess Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is number sixteen on the list, so that counts. Very good. 
All right, give you one more each if you got them. So we have Chinatown and Pulp Fiction as original. That written by Quentin Tarantino, of course. How about uh, Unusual Suspects? No. Or The Usual Suspects? <laughs> Neither The Unusual or The Unusual made, made the list. Not that one. Okay. Um, uh, what about... Uh, mm, no. Okay. Sorry. Uh, oh, you know what? Star Wars. No. Surprisingly. it's not, <laughs> It might be in the top 100. I'm only looked at have the top 20 in front of me, and Star Wars is not. I ah. think that's original material. Daryl, you got one more? Uh, how about uh, adaptation? Oh, no, that was an adaptation of a novel. Never mind. It, it, it was. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how about uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Didn't make the list, not in the top 20. They're mostly older. In fact, as a yeah. hint, they're all the ones are before 2000. Oh, Citizen Kane. Yes, that's number four on the list by mm-hmm. Herman Mankiewicz and Orson Welles. So I'm looking for, we have three, I'm looking for five more screenplays that in the Screen Actors Guild of America voted as the best screenplays, and these are ones based on completely original material. And we'll take more guesses later on, but let's go back to the phones. Next caller. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hi, it's Robert and Karen in Bernal Heights. Hi, Robert. Hi, Karen. And... Hello, and um, so on Monday, uh, we observed Martin Luther King Day as a federal holiday, but if we had been in Alabama and Mississippi, or Mississippi, what holiday would we have been observing? Ooh. So they don't observe Martin Luther King Day, right, even though it's a federal holiday? Is that true? Um, well, it it is a federal holiday, and um, so it is. Uh, so they do observe it, but um, it's complicated. Okay, and so some other. They, there's also another holiday, and they celebrate the same holiday, correct? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. Is it a birthday? It is. Is it a presidential birthday? It is not. Okay, as mm. things turned out. Would it be someone who's, it would be ironic that it would be celebrated on the same day as Martin Luther King Day? Extremely. Okay. All so, then Robert E. Lee, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, good it is known as, as the, the King Lee Day holiday. And <laughs> wow. uh, a number of, of other states used to do this and uh, have eventually separated them. Um, but yes, King Lee Day on uh, the 15th. And that's Thank you all. Day. Great show. Wow. Thank Bye-bye. you, Robert. Good question. Very good. Okay. Uh, make sure you call. The numbers are 415-841-4134 and also 866-798-8255. And let's go to the next call. Welcome. You're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning. Hi. Hello. Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hi, Tom and Debbie and all of Napa. Welcome. Well, we're delighted to be here. So, um, that earlier question about sports and countries, Bhutan, I don't know the name of it. They, they play this sport on horseback with sheep's heads. As- oh, I know what you're talking about. It's not that. This is a much, much more well-known to the United States than, uh, than that game. Who's, I, I can't even think what the name is. Alrighty. Um, so what was the first, uh, 
animated film from Disney to focus on a woman of color. Ooh. <laughs> so they had, um, in the 90s, they had Mulan. Is that what you're going for? This was in 1995. I don't know if Mulan came before or after that, but that, that's not the answer that I have. And it's probably not the first person of color ever shown in an animated Disney film, oh. but this film was the focus of, of this character. Is it Pocahontas? Ding! Oh, nice work. It's a bell that's for that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, she, she was also the, that was also the first animated film about a real person. As it happens, so. Wow. And my second question: um, What percentage of U.S. households currently own stock? Hmm. And it, it, it has gone up. Um, I'll give you make it easier. In 2019, it was 53 percent. In 2022, uh, it has increased. But you have a baseline to go from there. I'm happy to start the bidding for us at 64%. Not that high. All right. Daryl? I will say 58%. That's exactly oh. right, at least according to, to this. 58% of U.S. households. Now on stock. So, Very good. All righty. Good love the show. Uh, regards to Dana. I, I didn't catch the very beginning. Dana is, is off doing what? He's out doing volunteer work today in the community. So awesome. uh, doing good deeds. Yeah. Set an He'll example be... for all of us. All right. Yes, great is. show. Always is. All right. Thank you very much. Um, right. So anyway, we're, we're doing well here. And Kira, the next set of questions is yours. Take it away. All right. Um, so last last week or two weeks ago, I think it was last week, uh, I asked you some uh, or asked about some working titles of films. And so I have a few more. So uh, I have six. So get ready to write. These are the working titles of uh, films that were uh, since released under different, more famous names. So, and I'll give you the years as well. Uh, First from 1950, I have a can of beans. Can of beans? A can of beans (laughs) from... uh, from 1966, I have Etchtuka Kinematography, or A Piece of Cinematography. Etchtuka Kinematography. Uh, that. Uh, next, from 1968, is Voyage Beyond the Stars. Um, from 1989, Paradox. From 1991- Johnny Utah, and from 2008, Rory's First Kiss. So 1950 is A Can of Beans. 1966 is Etchtuka Kinematography, or A Piece of Cinematography. From 1968, Voyage Beyond the Stars. 1989 is Paradox. 1991 is Johnny Utah. And 2008 Rory's first kiss. Again, these were all uh, these are all working titles of movies that were released under a different, more famous title. I thought you said Rory's first kiss, and I got a little worried about that. <laughs> so I can't see that it's Rory. Yeah, that is Rory R O R Y. And all of these are really well known films. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
I'm actually going to add one more. Sorry. Okay. From 1992, Love Hurts. Uh, all right, Daryl, take it away. I don't know. Anyway. All right, so uh, 89, Paradox. How about um, Field of Dreams? That was pretty good. Uh, that is incorrect, but... Okay, and then for Johnny Utah, that's isn't that that Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze movie? Yes. Do you know the name of it? Oh, is it Point? No. Point Blank? Yeah. No, not Point Blank. It's uh, something uh, like that. Are we close on this, Kara? You are. I'm. I'm Point Break. Point Point Break. Nice tag team effort. Johnny Utah became the movie Point Break. Yeah, I I'm I'm going to say I'm positive this is wrong, but I just want to say the title of the film for the 1966 piece of cinematography Uh is Medium Cool. No. Okay, that was Haskell Wexler, who was a cinematographer, made a movie, and I. There is time. there is a small uh, or actually a pretty major hint uh, in that I gave you the title in its original Swedish. Ooh. So mm. if that if that helps. Persona. How about uh, for sixty eight? Uh, is that two thousand and one? A space odyssey. It is Voyage oh, Beyond nice. the Stars became two thousand one. A space odyssey. So is the is the uh, the original Swedish? Would that be Persona? Yes, Bergman's right. Persona was originally right. called a piece of cinematography, Get a among many one. other things. All right, so say the ones we don't have. And the then... ones we have left are, from 1950, A Can of Beans. From 1989, Paradox. From 1992, Love Hurts. And 2008, Rory's First Kiss. Very good. All right, let's go to the phones, because some people have answers. Hello, welcome. You're on Minds Over Matter. Is that me? It is you. Oh, it is. Okay, this is Roger in San Francisco. Hey, Roger. Um, I have a list of 10 of the least visited countries in the world. (laughs) Uh, You can tell me number one if you like, but six of them are in the same area of the world. What area is that? The Middle East? Mm, The Middle East, no. It was the, the answer to that is, was an answer to uh, a mind over matter question about three weeks ago. This yes. name has been used before, but not in this relation. Yeah. Is the least visited country North Korea? No. No, all right. No. No, North Korea gets a surprising number of visitors, actually, compared to the number one, which is... <laughs> which is in that area where the first six are. Well, are, we, are, you like, talking, are you talking about the area being Oceania, where you have all those small... That is correct, areas? Oceania. Yeah. The first six of the ten least visited are remote islands in Oceania. You might guess number one, but I'm more interested in the four that are not from Oceania. There is one from the Americas and three from Africa. Guess what they are. Uh, what about Eritrea? Nope. Okay. Lesotho. Nope. Central African Republic. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 50 to go. <laughs> Daryl, you got one? I don't uh, know. Joanne, Joanne is guessing Rwanda. Nope. No, we want to get a surprising number of visitors. They're about to get a lot more English visitors, aren't they? How about uh, Western Sahara? 
Oh, that's good. No, now that's an interesting, but that is not a country in itself because that is, in fact, a colony of Morocco. Okay. Mm. Oh, no. Caragan Mozambique. Mother? Nope. Oh, no, not Mozambique. <laughs> Oh, no. let, let, let me give them to you. <laughs> okay. Um, the three in Africa are Sao Tome and Principe, the Comores, and Guinea-Bissau. There is one in the Americas. What is that? Is it a Caribbean island since we seem it to be is. a... Okay. It is a Caribbean island. Which one? Which? Let's see. What about uh, Dominica? No. Probably not. Well, Montserrat had... All Montserrat. Issues. Montserrat. Montserrat. What is? Yeah. Very good. And one more. What one is more. the least visited national park? Ooh. Is it going to be up in Alaska? Is it where? In Alaska. Uh, that's the second least visited park. Mm. It oh, is what also about the-, the biggest park. It is also the biggest national park. It's huge. Okay, what about the either the underwater, mostly underwater one off the coast of Hawaii? If not that, then American Samoa, the national American, American Samoa. Samoa is very right. good. Very good. And right, one, well. one more, what is the least visited European country? Which island <laughs> nations can we name there? Yeah, really. <laughs> Roger specializing in island nations. Yeah. Um, and this is a full country, not say a British. Uh, no, it's a full country or something. Okay, Andorra. Country. Andorra. No, but you're 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 in the right general area. So that's what Liechtenstein. That's up there, but it's not number one. <laughs> San Marino. <laughs> San Marino, right? Oh. And. Just because you've been so good. Oh, by the way, the least visited country is Tuvalu. And this is an interesting one. There's a lot of, there's a lot of discussion about this one, but is among travel agents, the most disappointing national monument. There's two choices for this one. Which of the, everybody agrees, the most disappointing national monument? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is is one of them, but it's not the least. It's not the worst. Not the most disappointing. Not the most disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) There's something more disappointing. The most disappointing. (laughs) The travel agents agree on both of them, but uh, one or the other one is. How about uh, the Alamo? The Alamo is one of the two, two, and the other one is Plymouth Rock. (laughs) Thank you, Roger. That was delightful. Take care. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. And, Corey, you are an excellent host. Well, thank you very much for that. And let me say there are a couple lines open, and the numbers are 415-841-4134. Once again, 415-841-4134, as well as 866-798-8255, 866-798-8255. Still offering extra credit for first-time callers. I don't think we've had any yet, but I think they're lining up as we speak. And we're just past halfway, so let's go over questions that remain out there to be answered by our callers. Right. Uh, so again, the most popular sport in most countries is soccer, but the countries in this list have a different most popular sport. For each country, you tell me its most popular sport, and the ones we have left are Bhutan, 
Finland, Mongolia, and Lithuania. Also, I've given you the names of or some working titles of some movies that are quite famous and known by much better names. So the ones we have left there are from 1950, A Can of Beans, from 1989, Paradox, from 1992, Love Hurts, and from 2008, Rory's First Kiss. Thank you for that. Daryl, what do you have? Okay, uh, who won a Best Actor Oscar in the 60s for portraying Homer Smith? In the 70s, Best Actress Diana Christensen, and for the 80s, Best Actor Mac Sledge. Well-known names. Should be getting those. And I have the Screen Actors Guild of America voted on the 100 best screenplays written for American cinema. And eight of the top 20 were based on completely original material. We have eliminated Chinatown, Citizen Kane, and Pulp Fiction. I'm looking for the five others that are on that list. And Daryl, you're up next. How about types of pasta? I'm going to give you a translation you tell me the type of pasta that matches it. I've got five of them here. The first one is butterflies. The second one is little tongues. Little tongues? Little tongues. Okay. The fourth one is, uh, the third one is spindle. Spindle. Uh, then we have little wheels. And then my favorite, I got a kick out of looking this one up. It's bride and groom, bride and groom. So we have butterflies, little tongues, spindle, little wheels, and bride and groom. And you want the name, the official name of the what pasta? What is the name of the pasta? Yes. Because I, I think of butterflies as being bow ties, but that can't be the yeah, answer. Yeah, bow ties is another name, but uh, yeah. the, 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 it literally translates as butterflies. I, I can do two and maybe three. Do you have any more, Lori? I don't. I'm going to let you get three. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm not going to get all of them. Uh, uh, I think, is butterflies the farfalla? Farfalle, yes, correct. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'll do little tongues as linguini. Yes, it is. Okay. Then I'll stop there. All right. A couple bells on that one. Uh, read the ones we don't have yet. Sure. Uh, spindle. Little Wheels, and my favorite, Bride and Groom. Bride and Groom. That's sweet. All right. Um, let's do a call and see if there's any pasta callers out there. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Minds Over Matters. Yes, Hello. hi. Um, Katie, I'm calling from uh, Allendale Park in Oakland. Uh, hey, Katie. So far as that, uh, hi. So far as that Oscar's concerned, how about uh, Marty or anything by Patty Chayefsky, but especially uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine, uh, McHale's Navy uh, situation there? Well, Marty is not one of the films, but there is a Patty Chayefsky film that is on the list. Do you know what it is? You're close. Is it Network? It is. Network Very is good. eighth on the list. Very good. Get a bell for that. Do you have another one? No, that's it. Thanks. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. Um, let's go to another call then. Want to get as many in as we can. And Katie gets the extra credit. I believe I haven't heard her voice before. So 10 extra credit points for her. Anyway, welcome. You're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is Frank from San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to guess on the sports. Uh, Finland is hockey. Lithuania, Ooh, yeah. basketball. 
Yeah. No. Okay. Well, Lithuania is basketball. Uh, Finland. Okay. You've, you've missed. You've missed a word for Finland. Oh, ice hockey. Ice hockey. Yes. Ooh. And, and, and uh, Mongolia, because I know that the grand champion in Japan is of that nationality. I'm going to guess sumo. Uh, it is not. You went a little narrow for Mongolia. Oh, it's wrestling. Is it wrestling? wrestling? It's wrestling. Okay. No one ever called okay. sumo and, narrow. <laughs> Just so oh, you know. Very okay. good. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I had a uh, just a couple. Uh, who said? And he's very famous for uh, an aphorism. And and um, people don't know the 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 final part. He said, "Great men are almost always bad men." So you and, want to know who, and, who said that? Yeah. Who said that phrase? I don't know. Carol? Daryl? I don't know. Nope. He, he's what? also famous for saying, because in the first part, he says power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And, okay. And one last thing uh, st- regarding stock ownership, uh, the percentage of stock owned by the top 10% of wealth holders. 80, 80%. 93%. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, give us the answer to the power corrupts uh, quote and give us the quote again. It's great men are almost always bad men. It's Lord Acton oh. who said that power tends to corrupt. Absolute power tends uh, corrupts absolutely. Well, scary quote. Thank you very much, Frank. Have a good Thank day. You, Whereas right. Tufty says yeah. PowerPoint corrupts. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Or power crops and PowerPoint crops, absolutely. Now I've messed it up. Sorry, Tufty. All right. I have a shortish list question, which is literary. It's about title characters in Shakespeare. I want to know which title characters have the fewest number of lines in the play they appear in. And I'm going to have a little asterisk. Nobody, no Henrys. It gets so, there are so many Henrys and Pirates mm. Henrys. So none of the answers are Henrys. So I'm looking for title characters in Shakespeare. I'm looking for the six characters who are mentioned or the complete title of a Shakespeare play. Hamlet has the most lines. Okay, so I'm telling you that, but I'm looking at the other end, all well-known and some better known than others. Oh, so this is not one of your tambourines? <laughs> there, there, there is a tambourine in there, but there, yeah, you're close. You got to switch some letters in there. Yeah, a couple of them are more tambourine and a couple of them are more Hamlet-ish. So, ah, Joanne just, about, got uh, si- Joanne just got Cymbeline. That's the one you were thinking of. Oh, 290 about, uh, lines. Go ahead. How about Macbeth? No. Macbeth is off the list. It's a good guess, but he has a few too many. How about uh, Richard III? Richard III is on the most lines. He has the second most lines with over 1,100. So don't, don't take that as your first part. Oh, good silence. When, good silence. What about the uh, what's his head of Athens? What is it? Is Timon of Tim, Athens? It's Timon of Athens, and he Timon. surprisingly is not on the on the short list as we're calling it here. How about uh, Titus? Uh, Titus Andronicus also not on the short list. He's just off of it. <laughs> how how long is Julius Caesar dead in Julius Caesar? <laughs> I'll guess Julius Caesar. Number one on the short list. Yay! <laughs> he, he's dead before Act Three. He has 150 lines and he's out of it. So you get a bell for that. Okay, give each one more guess. You have the top two: Julius Caesar and Cymbeline, 
I'm off the list. I'm looking for the next four. Any more guesses? Uh, Antony and Cleopatra. Uh, let's see. Anthony has a lot of lines, and Cleopatra is just, of course, the woman gets fewer lines, but she's not in the top six. They're not her. Carrie got one more. Richard the second. Richard the second <laughs> is not on the list, and Joanne is guessing the Merchant of Venice, who would be Shylock, and I would count that if he's on there, but he's not on the list. Everybody else is their name. One has royalty in with the name. Uh, and I'll just leave it out there. And I'll, 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 I'll uh, oh. well, it's 1040. I'll, I'll leave it out there. Anyway, so I'm looking for the four characters out of the top six that have the fewest lines in Shakespeare who are title characters, none of whom are named Henry. Julius Caesar and Cymbeline we have. And we'll go back to the phones. Good morning. You are still on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hello. 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 You're on the air. It's Thomas in Berkeley. Hey, Thomas. How are you? I think I'm okay. Good. Um, we do, too. I was wondering about the screenplays that were original. Yes. I was wondering if some old ones made it, like um, Sunset Boulevard or Woman of the Year. Neither one is on the list of the top 20, but films of that era. Let me see. We have some from the 60s and some from the 70s and 80s. So that's a little early. Who wrote Sunset but, Boulevard? Do you know who wrote Sunset Boulevard? Wasn't that Billy Wilder? Yeah, so he is on the list with a different screenplay. That was the hint. Also, Sunset Boulevard is the answer to another question that, that has been asked today, if you'd like oh. to take a whack <laughs> at that. <laughs> so the Billy Wilder thing must be The Apartment? It is in 1960, uh, 1960 with I.L. Diamond. And then Kira says that Sunset Boulevard is the answer to a can of beans. Is that the one? Oh, how funny. <laughs> yes. 1950s, a can of beans became nice. Sunset Boulevard. That's oh, yeah. And I can hear it now. Uh, I don't get to hear you guys all the time anymore. And so I'm just thrilled that I got you. Well, we are too. And catch us on the podcast if you can. We're always there. Okay. Okay, very good. Uh, Joanne has guessed King Lear for the fewest lines. King Lear has a lot of lines. He's on the heavy list for that. And let's go to the next call. Good morning. You are on Minds Over Matters. Hey, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hey, Steve. Um, Kira, um, Paradox was Back to the Future. Oh. Uh, so close, you need to add a little more to that. Uh, two? Yes, part two. <laughs> very good. And then uh, Rory's first kiss was the Dark Knight. That's correct. Oh, it was okay. Very good. That's an odd time. And then uh, it was Darryl... Christopher Nolan's son is named Rory. So. And and then Daryl, uh, little we little wheels are called Rotelli. They are Rotelli. Yes. Very nice. Okay. Um, I have three uh, mnemonics for you. If you can tell me what these what these mean. Um, the first one is, I value xylophones like cows dig milk. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are the Roman letters or mm-hmm. numbers. Numerals, yeah. That's correct. Oh, that's good. Um, this one is not not accurate anymore since 2006, but I'll give it to you. It's uh, Planets! <laughs> <laughs> that's no fair. <laughs> well, t- tell us anyway. What's the, yeah, tell us some mnemonic. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Go ahead. What was it? Mother very easily made a jam sandwich using no pickle. And so what would be out of that now? 
the pickle. Yeah, we just we just drop it off the list. Yeah, that's very good. Give yourself a bell on that one. Oh, give Kara a bell actually. What's the third one? Yeah, last one is fanboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Those are coordinating conjunctions. So those are words like or and nor but or yet so and when those guys connect two complete sentences they get a comma before them nice That's a, yeah this is, course. this is something all my students Lord, will know Lori's yeah. a ringer so. yeah <laughs> thank you for calling <laughs> in right. with that one thank that's you. a beautiful question our first punctuation question of the day bring them on nice. i think i think we all who doesn't love a good punctuation question all right very good uh let's see so we're at quarter two so kira a shortish or short question um Okay. Uh, what is the shortest film from the 21st century? So that is this century. Shortest film from this century to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. And I will let you know that it was 91 minutes long. Uh, could that have been Up? Nope. Oh. Was it the not the pianist, um, the one about the silent film actor? No, oh, the okay. artist. No, yeah. no, okay. No, Daryl, you got a guess? Uh, is it animated? It's not. It was live action. It was I mean, 90? well, to be fair, I'm sure there was a heck of a lot of CGI, but no, technically not an animated mm. movie. Would it be too, too much to tell us the genre? Um, yeah, sure. Sci-fi. Short science fiction movie. And what, what's oh, the time? Oh, uh, gravity. Gravity is correct. 91 oh, nice. minutes long. Oh, really? Other short movies, uh, uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild was 93 minutes and Lady Bird was 94. So a couple of pretty short movies. Well, we'll have some comparisons this week. Daryl, you said they're nominated. They're- uh, announcing the Oscar nominations this week? Tuesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll look for time on those. Anyway, so we have time. Let's go to a call. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hello. Hello. It's Disney and Sandra in Albany. Or- hey, good to hear from you. I suppose I get top billing if I'm talking. I think you do. It's, and, it's, and it's about time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're ready Lori, for you. We just, you and I, we're so simpatico. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <clears throat> Doing a good job, Lloyd. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so I have some guesses on uh, Daryl's characters, Oscar-winning sure. characters. Sure. Uh, the first one, Danny got. In the 60s. Uh, which is uh, Homer Smith. Smith. And yes. that is the great Sidney Poitier in Lily, Lilies of the Field. That is correct. Nice work. Um, Diana Christensen is Faye Dunaway in Network. That is also correct. Well done. And I think I'm, uh, I'm going to guess on Max Sledge. It is a movie that I really like and an actor that I love. So I'm hoping that I've got this right. I think it's Robert Duvall in, oh, what's the movie? It, it was in my head and now it's gone, where he's the musician. Um, yes. Uh, the name of the movie went right out of my head. Oh, oh ten, Tender Mercies? Yeah. Tender Mercies, Robert yeah. Duvall. I think that's 83. Very good. Yay. Yes. Yay. All right. How about title characters? Pericles. Oh, on, on my list? Let me see. I, I put, 
Uh, Pericles is seventh on the list, so you get a bell for that, just off the list. Okay, well, uh, and how about either of the two gentlemen of Verona? <laughs> neither, neither of the two gentlemen. I I don't take them as title characters. We'd have to stretch the definition, so I'm going to say temporarily no. <laughs> oh, Good no I just had, had to throw that in. Uh, that's all that's we got good. this week. Yeah. Love well, right. the show as always, and Lori, you're doing a great job. Thank you very much, and stay out of the rain. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. All right. Daryl, you're up. Do you have a short, short-ish question? Yep, this is shortish. This should, you should knock this out quickly. I'll give you the name of a network. You tell me what their letters stand for. QVC, QVC, and uh, CW, as in the CW, and ESPN. QVC, the CW, ESPN. I think QVC is oh, quality. Kara, help me with the rest. It's like I- value company or something like that. Quality and value are correct. The C. Corp- uh, channel? No. Corporation? No. More along the lines of quality, quality and value. Quality and value. Cost? No. You're on the right track, though. Quality, value. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, convenience. Yes. Oh, nice. Quality, oh. value, convenience. All right. CW. Mm-hmm. Is that Columbia call? something? Uh, yes, as Columbia is in Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS. So the right. C is for CBS. Okay. And then W is, oh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, CBS right. and Warner, yes. And they're not, not, ironically, not even part of that anymore. It's all changed. Well, it's, it's UPN now, isn't it? Or was it, it UPN was first UPN. and then it's... I UPN got folded in, yeah. yeah. All, right. And then, all right. And then ESPN, that's an easy one. Well, Sports Network is the last three, I think, right? We just need the E. Is that correct? SBN is Sports Network? No, uh, it is Sports and Network. The P actually stands for something. Oh, Sports. Ooh. Performance? No. No. Uh, Professional? No. No. Not professional, necessarily. E, excellent, not excellent. Not Easterns. Even though it comes from the East Coast, it used to. Wow. Electronic? No. No. Huh. Uh, no. Want to give us a hint on the E? Well, we're, we saw some callers that might know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, let's leave it out. going to get that one. Yeah, yeah, we will. And speaking of callers, let me give out the numbers. There's lines open if you want to call and get in here. It's 415-841-4134. Get in at the last 10 minutes of the show. It would be wonderful to hear from you. And you can also call 866-798-8255. And I'll throw in my quasi-sports question. And this might entice a few people. This one's a little bit complicated in its concept. So you probably read that Shohei Otani just signed a contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers, guaranteeing him $700 million over the course of his career. And they were fooling around with if if he got paid in different kinds of currency. So the question is, if he got $700 million in $1 bills, how much would it weigh? And if he got $700 million in quarters, how much would it weigh? Okay, so I'm looking for a 700 million in dollar bills, and somebody bothered to calculate this, and 700 million in quarters. All right. Uh, Start the help me with the math here, Kara. So I, I will tell you that a uh, million dollars in hundreds, no, no, a million dollars in 20s weighs 100 pounds. That's all mm-hmm. I got. Okay, so that would be 500 million would weigh 20 pounds. And so we need 200 
million more than that. So roughly what, 10. So, or what did I just say? What was the first? <laughs> I said 20, 26 pounds for, yeah. okay. And that was in $20 bills, right? Now we're paying right. Like $1. Right. Well, right. Which is why I thought it, how much, I'm sorry. How much did you say in twenties? It, I think a million dollars in twenties weighs a hundred pounds. Oh, I think I was off by an order of uh, <laughs> like a hundred. Okay, so a hundred one million is twenty pounds. You said in twenties. A hundred pounds. It's a hundred pounds. I think so. Yeah. Is okay. Right. One million dollars is one hundred pounds in twenties, right? Yeah. So that would make it twenty pounds in hundreds. So. 20 times 700 would be 1,400 pounds in hundreds. By the way, I should have warned the audience there would be math on today's show. (laughs) (laughs) Please use your calculators. Is that incorrect? Do do we have a guess here? Yeah, I said 1,400 1400 pounds in $100 bills for $700 million. Okay, I wanted a $1 bills. Oh, you wanted one? Okay. Yeah, so multiply that by 100. Yes. Well, yeah. So that would be 140,000 pounds. And what's that in tons? Divide that by 2,000. (laughs) That is 70,000. Oh, wait, no, by 2,000. Sorry. Uh, That's 70, 70 tons. What I have is 700 tons, and we're going to double check. Because we're, right. Right at, we're right off by an order of 10. Okay, <laughs> now, now we may not take this long for it. How about in quarters? Daryl, do you have a, a million dollars in quarters? Hang on. Let me look. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll call it a, a thousand tons. How about that? Yeah, uh, much more. Oof. Much more. $700 million. Let me see if I have some basic numbers here. Uh, no, I have, I have the total number. I think we'll leave it out there and get to a call if Kennedy's out there. So it's either 70 tons or 700 tons if Shohei Otani takes his pay in $1 bills. And he's deferring most of it. So maybe a little <laughs> more after that. And let's go to a call now. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, Zed again. I just Hi, want to mention, how are you? The Good. How are you? The Sun Army killed so many people on Earth. Actually, temperature on Earth fell down by 10 degrees. Would you believe that? But they made a big mistake when they attacked this country that defeated them and totally destroyed that army. Which country? Egypt. Egypt. 1260 AD in the Battle of Enzalut. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What a beautiful history. I love history. Very good. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I was going to guess planets, okay. but okay. <laughs> Very good. Um, hello. You're on Minds Over Matter. Do we have another call, Joanne? Yes. Hello. Good morning. This is Connie from Florida. Hey, Connie from Florida. How are you oh, doing? It's been a while. Yeah. Good. Uh, no, I actually, I write in every week. I'm also, my email is CM. So anytime he says CM, that's me as well. Oh, um, excellent. But anyways, um, did you guys finally guess what ESPN stood for? I called in when they... No, no. What is it? Up. What is it? What do you have? It's Entertainment Sports Programming Network. That's exactly right. Oh, give her nice a bow. That's great, Connie. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Excellent. Hearing from Florida. Uh, let's take another call if we have someone. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi. Is that me? It is you. Who is it? Oh, this is Paul from Sanfeld. Hey, Paul. I know we don't have much time. I don't have any answers, but I have some questions. Terrific. And these are, these are uh, train questions. Of course. Um, so uh, I'm going to give you 
the name of the train, and you tell me the starting and ending points of the line. Okay? Um, and, for example, we all know about the city of New Orleans. Uh, that's the name of the train that goes from New York to, I'm um, sorry, from Chicago to New Orleans. So how about, uh, now all these trains either start or end in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. Okay? Mm. And how many do you have right, looking at the time? Yeah, I know. I've seen the time. Uh, I'll, do, I'll be quick. Uh, okay. First one is uh, the 20th Century Limited. So uh, it goes to Los Angeles, right? Or from Los Angeles? It, it, either, it either starts or ends in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. Okay. So and you're looking kind of limited. for the other city. You're looking as for well, the other right? city, right? Both both termini. Yes, tell me both termini. So it's not New York to LA? Twentieth century limited is not New York to LA, no. Okay. You should give it to us. Okay, that would be New York to Chicago. Okay. Okay. How about the Santa Fe Super Chief? Mm, I'm tempted to say Santa Fe. <laughs> Santa Fe to LA? No, that would be uh, Chicago to L.A. Oh, okay. all right. Um, all right, and how about, uh, this has two names. It's either called the Empire Builder or the North Coast Limited. So and I know you have time, so I'll give you one more after this. i got to wrap up in a second. What about uh, New York to yeah. Chicago? That would be Chicago to Seattle. Okay. And the last one, the last one I'll give you is the Orange Blossom Special. Ooh, we should know that. Well, Orange Blossom's the south, so let's say New York and Atlanta. Uh, almost. New York to Miami. Very okay. good. Right. Thank you. All right. well, maybe Have I'll call weekend. again with the others. Right. I hope so. Yeah, I'm sorry to rush you there, but we're looking at the end of the show, and it is time to wrap up. So, Kara, what do you have? Okay, all I have is that 1992's Love Hurts became Basic Instinct, and mm. that the most popular sport of Bhutan is archery. Really? All right. I've got uh, just two here. Spindle is Fusili. Fusili, Spindle. And my favorite one, Bride and Groom. So Bride is Zeta. Groom is Z2. So Bride and Groom, ZT. Well, that's great. That's and that's cute. all you have? Yep. All right. I have Sho- Shohei Otani's salary in quarters, according to my source, would be 46,000 tons. So it's hard to believe what that is. And, and in $1 bills, it's either 700 tons or 70. In the title characters from Shakespeare, the ones we missed were Troilus and Cressida. They both made the list with under 600 lines. Also includes the one king, King John. And surprisingly, or perhaps not, Juliet. Romeo doesn't make the least amount of lines, but Juliet does. And then the Screen Actors Guild, the films we did not get that were voted in the top 100 screenplays of all time, these are in the top 20 that based on completely original material. Daryl, you mentioned one in a different context. Annie Hall, written by Woody Allen and Marshall uh, Brickman. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, written by William Goldman from my hometown in Illinois. And Tootsie, written by Larry Gelbert and Marie Schlischkoff. Anyway, I want to thank you very much for joining the show today. Dana will be back next week after his volunteer stint. Kira, thank you very much to Kira Pace and Bill and everybody and Joanne especially for running the board and especially to our audience for calling in and making this a lovely morning. Have a great day. Avoid the rain. And we'll be back on the air next week. Take care, everybody.